What do you got there? It's a copy of... Skyfall 2012. Hey, where'd you find that? It was... Found behind the vending machine. Found behind the vending machine. Found behind the vending machine. All right, so for Skyfall, uh, the third... The third film in uh, the Daniel Craig's saga. Um, This was released in 2012. It was the 50th anniversary since Dr. No. Uh, This one uh, won two Oscars. It's one of the few that won. Its music was Best song for for Adele and then best sound editing. Okay. Um, Sam Mendes directed it. He's the guy who did American Beauty, Road to Perdition. He ends up doing Spectre. And then he did 1917. Which is the one that was nominated, I think, a couple of years ago. Well, people said he stopped doing some kind of writer strike thing going into Spectre, pushed him over to 1917, and then coming back and doing Spectre. Some kind of writer strike happened at the time. Oh, really? And that's why Spectre wasn't as good as it probably should have been, which we'll, we'll talk get about. To, yeah, yeah. And why 1917 was fucking amazing. But we'll, mm-hmm. we can go to 10. But I'm sorry, I just want to bring that. We were talking about the director now. All right, so, so start of uh, Skyfall, we see. Uh, you guys, your shafts were intertwining, and you moved my shaft out and kept your shafts intertwined. Right. Well, we're I'm kind of hurt. No, you, each other. you let me know my place in your friendship. Yes. <laughs> I want my shaft intertwined with your guys' shaft, but you moved. Well, your your microphone was too far from you. Oh, okay, whatever. We're talking about microphone mics, everybody. So get your fucking heads you know up. Together. Right. Two's company, three's crowd. Clearly, you don't want my shaft rubbing against your guys' shaft. <laughs> so the movie that starts off with we see Money Penny, who's played by uh, Naomi Harris. We don't know that she's Money Parrot. We Penny. don't. They keep it. Money she's Harris. a field agent right a now. Field agent one. at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're chasing a guy um, through Istanbul. And uh, they have like this big sequence where uh, um, they're just doing like this, all just driving, you know, through the through the city and stuff. They end up having the big train. The train sequence, I think, was actually kind of one of the, one of the more iconic ones where uh, the, the guy on top, he's yeah. like got a crane. You see this everywhere bond. nowadays. I don't know if it was there before or after, but Marvel Winter Soldier, they fought on top of the train. Mm-hmm. Oh. Everything happened. The guy they jumped. actually Daniel Craig did the stunts actually fighting on top of a moving train. Oh wow! Like okay. he legit did all. Wow, the- that's very um Tom Cruise of him, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I mean Tom Cruise might do it because he did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like because he's doing they're doing the um Mission Impossible, which is the, which is the counter right. to these movies. right? So, so I think that's I think you got a little bit that, and that's where he kept complaining about doing these movies because he was coming home and he's getting older and older and all these injuries and stuff and. He's married to Rachel Vice from uh, the. Mummy. I did not know that. Yeah, so she said she was always tired of him moaning and groaning, and every movie he's filmed. You don't hear that usually from women. <laughs> oh yeah, Shaw. Shaw. Funny part about this, Shaw did not. He just talked. He didn't know that was coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got it too. <laughs> then the uh, yeah, so it's like she's kind of like kind of was wor- worried about him. Tired of being in going, pain all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so that's why he would always say. I mean, it's gonna be really hard to find a stunt double that looks like Daniel Craig. Well, he wants to do them because it means more. It makes the movies more exciting when you know it's him or see it. Because there's a lot of times. I think is this the one that has it takes the, you out of a movie when you see a stunt double. That's when they're like on the race, person. when they're racing on the motorcycles across the rooftops, mm-hmm. like he was actually mm-hmm. doing that at times. Dude, and I love that. Well, but that, it was actually really nice that's though, this when they were they do that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I did not know I they like had uh, motorcycle roads on top I of know, buildings. So it. you could tell they put platforms uh-huh. on top. Oh, the whole, whole thing, yeah. I was like totally Well, the like, city tried to complain afterwards saying, "Oh, you broke roofs, you owe us money." And they're like, "No, we went and we took down all the original stuff, put up stuff. We enforced it like, don't even try." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, you But I've never seen it in the movie. This is the first time I've ever seen motorcycles on top of a roof before. I oh. loved it. No, I but, loved it. But that actually happened, so that way they ease up the traffic. And uh, of course, it actually happened. So they had to make a That's bunch. Right. <laughs> oh, you don't know where to. Well, go down this street, make a left here. How about I just go up top of that building right yeah, over? Yeah, just drive across you know, the, the building. That's a lot sooner. Just go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's a lot quicker. No lights. 
So Tom Ford makes the, is the company that makes all his suits for all these movies. So for this movie, they had to make all these different suits. So for his motorcycle chase, they had to do something like different with the before arm the legs. racism came out from Tom Ford, correct? Uh, and Tom Ford came on to say some stuff a while ago. Maybe but, I don't know. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger did. I don't. Know. Oh, Hilfiger! I, I confused my Tom. But anyway, oh, but, he, yeah, uh, the Tom's like they old. had to give him a weighted tie, so when he was riding the motorcycle, oh. the tie wouldn't move around. And they okay. had to do like certain like the sleeve lengths were different. He's always pulling on the sleeves in every one of his movies. But it is it was tight, so it wouldn't like wind wouldn't like be oh, pulls it down. So he did a bunch of weird driving mm-hmm. device. Yeah. So I thought that was just kind of like a little interesting stuff. But yeah, that's what he well, does. Where'd you know that? Okay. Why? Because mm-hmm. I was reading up on stuff. Okay, in this fine. Read but yeah, up on so stuff. they they end up. He ends up. I had a hard time watching it. You reading up on it after. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up chasing this bad guy through all of there, and the guy jumps on the moving train. And that's when he jumps the bike. You gonna giggle every time the word train said? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Why not? I thought you were the child. And it I like am a child, a but he beats me to it. I'm mad about it. Yeah. But the uh, <laughs> yeah, right. He uses the motorcycle to jump to get to the train, mm-hmm. and then that's when he's on the uh, the the crane or the crane. Is that what crane's you call on it? one of the cars? Yeah. So he's using that to kind of shield himself as he's driving over the vehicles, knocking vehicles off. As yeah. money, the guy, already, the guy already shot through. Yeah, he's glass. been shot. So this is he got shot by the guy. And this is only the second actual gunshot wound that he's ever had. The first one was in Thunderball. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Because remember, this one's going to have some references. I know uh, No Time to Die has references. This one's going to have references because, again, it was the 50th anniversary. And it actually came out on the year of the 50th anniversary. Um, so the... Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, I thought... I actually thought a lot of the... The, ch- the chase. So he's, yeah, he uses the, the crane because he's now detached the train. Oh, it's like, sweet. He's using another bulldozer. Because <laughs> he just used a bulldozer in his last movie when he's doing the chase scene. Oh, through, that's um, right. Through, in Casino and Royale. And the bulldozer's Royale, got bulletproof person. windows on it, which nobody saw. But this bulldozer. This one did not. Does not have bulletproof windows. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. But I, that's the sequence where you always see him uh, running up the arm as it's ripping off the mm. back of the train and he jumps and lands. And that's like you said, he fixes his cuffs. Mm. Each one has their own thing. Like, I know Pierce Brosnan was to he adjust did do that. his tie. He did adjust his tie, yep. And I think he came Rodney up with... Dangerfield adjust his tie. He too. came up with yeah, that. I forget room. what... Uh, God, I used to know what... the Each of them had their own oh, like, little signature that. move. Okay, right. mm-hmm. So that's been kind of his, is to adjust his yeah, cuffs. Okay, right. Adjust your crotch and stuff. Jump off. Maybe, the... you never know. So, let's see. Uh, and one guy only had one movie. Maybe he did adjust his crotch. You're like, you know what? Right. We're done with you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you adjusted your crotch. Oh, that's right. So this guy, yeah, that's what it was. He There's a hard drive. He goes to investigate. That's what started this whole thing, is he goes to this hotel and finds the f- another agent of his down. 006? I don't think they or named him. No, no, he didn't have a name. He wasn't a double agent. No, he didn't have a name. He had no, he wasn't a double agent. I'm pretty sure he no, was they an called agent. Him, there was, he kept going as like Cooper or whatever. He was calling the guy by name. And he's like, uh, "Are you gonna send any help?" She's like, "Just keep." They've got the hard drive that has. She said, "No." It's the old, the old thing of the hard drive with everybody's. I think they did a Mission Impossible with this. Would you guys please, please get off your phones? I'm googling shit. Um, he. It's the old story of, oh, we've got a hard drive with all these spies undercover on a hard drive, and the bad guy got. Like, why would you rip out it out of it out of a laptop like so that? So that's one thing when I saw too. So they're killing off these double O's wherever they are. Or no, right? just undercover agents. Undercover agents that were, and that's one thing I said they couldn't harm Bond. You know why? He already goes over it saying who he is. I guess that's a good point. He's already very open. He's when not he has, a double agent. They can't use that against him. They went to the one thing in the last movie. He said, "I'm Beach." They go. He's supposed to sign into the hotel as Beach. That's but right. But he signed it as Bond because he wanted yeah. to know him was there. So he didn't have to worry about that like every other agent that's a has good to worry point. about. That's actually. A but good that's what I thought watching. It. I'm like, oh, this is the one thing that can't hurt him because he's he's not a secret agent. He's a double O agent. There's a difference here because he goes. Mm-hmm. Everybody he tells everybody who he is. He always says who he is. I'm Bond, James Bond. He doesn't say I'm fucking. 
Beach, James Beach. So that's one thing they couldn't use against him in the field, good, right? That's a good catch. That's but a good I, I didn't see that anywhere else, just my own dumb thing. No, that's actually yeah. pretty good. Yep. Uh, yep. He Pretty ends up again. being on the top of the train, and many money, <laughs> money, money pennies. on top of the train. Don't they need to the get. Hour. They need to get the hard drive recovered or take out the mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to take the shot, and she ends up hitting James Bond. So this is the thing I didn't toot. So you didn't toot. So why did she shoot twice? And and then M doesn't see well, anything that's going on, and she tells her to take the shot anyway. <laughs> so if Money Penny doesn't tell her what the situation is, mm-hmm. then M doesn't know what the situation mm-hmm. is, and Money Penny never has to take the shot. That's right. one thing I kind of. Well, well, this I is like good, so for the whole flow of the movie, something to keep in mind is the feeling of betrayal. Like that's the whole. This whole movie ends up being, which I guess I should have had Jay. Jay, what's the major plot of this movie? Um, Bond being betrayed, feeling mm-hmm. feeling like he's been betrayed. So first of all, him and him and well, it's him and M's relationship. Him and M have done that yeah. in the last movie also, where she says you need to retire, you don't need to do this, you you're not doing this right, blah blah. blah. So they've done this trope, this thing. I hate using over fucking using the word trope, but they've done this in two movies now. They well, have. she does it in the first movie where she says. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad to get you back. And he's like, I never left, ma'am. But that's when he's supposed to have that. Mom. And later, and then, he, then he moved um, right back into it with the next movie. Mom. And later in this movie. It's M-U-M, yes. Well, later yeah. in this movie, when Mallory takes the place and he's like, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. I thought it was a perfect opportunity for him to say that line again. And he didn't. So I don't know if that was meant mm-hmm. on purpose to not say the line because they just did it two movies ago or what. But, but anyway, that's well, getting way far ahead. So yeah. he falls off the bridge. Then we got our opening sequence. Now, this is the first one that we see. Or, no, we saw uh, kind of like scandal clad ladies in the last one. This one's all water-based because he's drowned and the, the, well, he falls into water. The right? most scandally class things we've seen is the next one we're going to talk about. And then they go back to the... Yeah, because the You sand- get the full James Bond intro and Spectre. And then it goes back to ways. But I think you built... I think we know we'll talk about it. Spectre's where he becomes full current Bond that we know. Mm-hmm. With, the, mm-hmm. with the suit everywhere. Not the... Well, he still has rough fights, but the intro's the, like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The women. And, but what... Go so, ahead. And it's but weird, he's building though, his way there, right? Yes. But it's weird, too, because they are British agents and she's using an M4 to, to shoot at him. And yeah, she shoots... She hits Bond on the first shot, but then she doesn't take any more shots at Here's the thing. If the she never guy, tells M what the situation is, she never has to fire that shot. Yeah, but she, if she doesn't have, really shoot but, him, I know she has to listen, well, but, but she can tell him they're already under the thing or whatever they are. They're already out of my sight. I'm sorry I can't take the shot. So for her knowing, so M, if M's taking a the shot, then this is more believable to me. But she but Money said Penny's she, taking a shot. Money Penny knows she's going to hit him. But she said she didn't have a clear shot from the beginning. Or from the very beginning, they're just like communicating. I thought, I thought they should have even had it be like through the trees before it was going to the bridge. So it was like kind of hard right, to see. Right. And you think you have a shot, but you don't have a shot. Now that would have been better for me than the situation they painted for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because after she hit Bond, she just like just was like, all right, oh, oh right. mission's over. Like you could have totally lit the other dude up. Yeah, yeah. She let him. That's another thing, too. Go. When Bond's gone, he's up there by himself and you do nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. You watch him go. I guess because you're shot because Bond falls. But if you're going to shoot Bond because of that, you shouldn't be shocked that the guy stood there and shoot the other guy. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, she's pulled off. But the I mean, field. that's and, why right? she goes into the office, right? And then you, then you also found out that uh, Bond just basically and took a dive. And that's complaining does not mean we don't like this movie. No, no, <laughs> not at all. No, no. Like no but Bond takes a dive off the train because he's uh, that was that was his way out too. But yeah, he so doesn't he, have a bullet wound. Well, from you're her. right. He hears her say, "Take the well, shot." He's got the earpiece. So he takes advantage of that situation and falls he out of it. Takes a fall because he doesn't have to do that and disappear after that. He hears M say, "Take the shot." Because he has no bullet so it was his, from... It was you're his, right, because the gun wound is from him. From him shooting him. You're right. But he, he has doesn't no have other a, bullet wound. So he fakes to fall in the shot. Mm-hmm. She doesn't hit him. Does he do that just to pretend he's dead and go back into it again? 
Is that well, all no, because he doesn't want to do it. Remember, he's down there. It's not until the bomb goes off at M- MI6. So he, mm-hmm. he, when he or take the shot, so Money Penny never really hits him. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think she well, does. No, she, you're, you're right. right. He only has the one shot from the bulldozer. Mm-hmm. There's not another shot at him. Because that's the one he takes the shrapnel out of yeah. later. Mm-hmm. 100%. So Money Penny never shoots him. He takes it as a, a thing to get out. Huh. Because they, they also make a point later to say, like, oh, you should have stayed dead. But no, he, I don't see it. Amid, I don't know where it's he, a, where's, why doesn't he have the other bullet? Where would she have Where's right, the other bullet? That's a good question. As, as I need a, to watch it and think and about it. And he hears him and says, he hears take but the like, shot. But he's not ever going to give up for the country. Would he? Maybe. No. I guess he gets mad at her, right? He feels betrayed by her. Maybe, but at the same time, I don't think so. Because if he's a double O agent, he knows that it's for the greater good in a sense, right? So like all agents, you, you go through this this training and all this stuff and you're supposed to like trust all these other agents that have gone through the similar training. So or does basically he do that? He you feels- and another agent can do something together and you know what each other is going to do because you were all trained the same way. No, right. sense, but, they're, you know, but, they're, and, but they don't you, trust each other. They don't work in the well, there's together. A, right, well, okay, yeah. All those a, other agents that were being there is that work together. trust thing, but at the same no, time. No, I don't think there is a trust thing. They're all double agents. Why would you trust anyone? No, no, in your own no. department. Like Money Penny works well, with him. They're in the same agency, so they're both MI6. But He's you just think, a double you think, I think his feelings were hurt when M, when he heard M say take the shot. I mean, it's possible. We have to, yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that opening. But, but I think sure. maybe it's, his feelings were hurt when he said he heard M take the shot. Because he goes back and tells Money Penny. But earlier, I can't see him. He, goes, if he, he, he said to M early, later in the movie, he goes, you should have trusted me more than yeah. I would have handled it better. And I think his heart was hurt, so he backed off that. I think he was hurt, hurt. That's yeah. too much. Of, that's too much emotion for a dog. Yeah. No, he has nothing but emotion. Dude. You're the one that brought this up. <laughs> yeah, this is your thing. Well, no, but We're I'm backing you much, on this. No, that's too much emotion for him. Too emotion for who? Somebody that through Fine. five movies I, can't get over just, one three, woman. This is three. But through five movies All can't get over five. Best, the one. The, the one lady woman? named after a scooter. <laughs> oh, uh, is he still hung up over her? what's her name? Every movie. Well, this one also shows him in the opening credits. That makes me understand him a little better too. I like that they do that. It's the reason why he can never bond. With other uh, women and get close to him because his heart's always with somebody well, else. Because he was always so with, that's why he no, looks like a manipulator. He was always first with married woman because there's no commitment there. Mm-hmm. And then he fell for her. Yeah. And then felt betrayed by her. Yeah. And then found out she wasn't. Hence really the betrayed. manipulation with all protect. other women after that point yep. because he doesn't feel close and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. I put. So yeah, he basically. And M's his mom. He calls her mom a couple times. It's, well, wow, well, he's a guy with a, a lot br- of women a, issues. It's a British thing because they all call her mom. It's no, but, but but he actually calls well, her mom. It just sounds like mom because they're. He actually says mom. They say mom. He says he calls her mom. I have subtitles on always. It doesn't say ever say mom. Oh, oh yeah, maybe I'm the one with mommy subtitles issues. are never wrong. They're not. Why, why, why Netflix? Netflix? Unless games. you're watching anime, Squid Games. Then it's always wrong. Dude, or Squid why, games. Watch any of the, no. Watch any Netflix movie. How far are you in Squid Games? I haven't started it. Yet. I'm two episodes in. He's a couple in. So a couple weeks we'll finish. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go back to this though. We'll be here all night. So the uh, we see him now in uh, what? Where is he at? Is is he in? He's not in Jamaica for this one too. No, he's in some. Uh, oh, he's in Turkey still. He's in in, in Turkey. Yeah, and we see him kind of just him hooking up with a. That's probably the most scantily clad woman we've seen. It is. Or well, they're like the both random naked against she, the wall. Well, she's like one of the only woman that um, didn't die. Didn't die. Yeah. Well, because he's not an agent right now. Right. He's he's, he's, he's dead. He's, ah, he's hiding. Yeah. He's yeah. dead. So why would she have to die? Well, that's, that's what good. I put. I go. A woman yeah. just finds a man and takes him in. But I think it's because. Uh, well, he's been there a while. He's been there a while. He's right. That's where we see him at the bar doing this the scorpion, scorpion drinking drink, and stuff. Yeah. So one, the only thing that calls him back is when uh, M's coming back to, she's out on a uh, meeting or whatever and coming back and she gets stopped by traffic and then sees 
the explosion happened at MI6. Well, she's on her way to the building, and they stop her. Mm-hmm. And they go, he goes, do you know who I am? Do you not recognize this car? And she gets out, and then yeah, they go into the building. It looks like explode. every other car that's on the road. What and that's where Tanner's <laughs> at. <laughs> so that's where I wrote, I go, Tanner's <laughs> been in all three so far. But I found out he was not in the it's first so one. And I, I don't recognize Tanner one. at all. I don't have to go back and watch. But I watch because I watched them all consecutively. Yeah. I started going, "Oh, Tanner!" And he's actually in old the characters in old movies. A okay. couple of them. It's like a Felix Leiter character, but okay. Felix at least is more prevalent in the films. But he's in the books. He's a made like a more main character in so the books. So explosion happens. They so get explosion her happens. Out of yeah. There. And that's when she gets the hacked computer, like with some kind of weird. Oh, it's like, her little like you, bat, you remember jib jab or yeah, whatever. Exactly, it's, it's so. It remind me of jib jab, and we're dating ourselves. A, sure, but I mean, it's ten years ago. That's what was going skull. on, you know. It's so 2012. It, she signs in, and she realizes somebody signed in as her, mm-hmm. and pranking her, if you will, or trolling. That's her. a hell of a prank. <laughs> and they go into her database. Office. So she, I don't know if they start to realize, but maybe this is an agent that knows all this kind of shit. Well, that's right? what she suspects. It's one yeah. of our own. Then that's when he sees it on TV on CNN, which I was like, why would it be in English? I would expect subtitles or something if you're watching. You're so it funny because we country. think, well, like, we think we cater to other countries for our films and our movies, like a Disney does to a China and everything like that too. But other countries cater to America too because they want to get our audience too. Yeah, and that's when that starts to happen. Yeah, we don't realize you, it because we're watching the movie, but we're subconsciously being catered to in that movie. Yeah, yeah, but if you well, like some some of those islands, though, there's so many different. Well, like, this isn't this isn't Turkey. Are I mean, we sure? I guess. Every yeah. movie's been in a different place. Are we place. sure? Yeah, because, that's where he's still in Istanbul. Because oh, he, he wouldn't have gone anyplace else to find an island that has uh, the, uh, a fucking bar with scorpions on it? Hmm. You're sobering. So he goes, I know. he goes back home, basically, because he realizes they need his help. That's an he, he breaks into her house, and she's like, he did it in the first movie. Oh, he did the scorpion thing. Was that in this movie? Mm-hmm. Yes, the okay. bar. So she did it. He did it. He broke into her house. By. No, I went to use the pisser and I came back and saw the scorpion yeah. in his hand. I go, what a dumb game. <laughs> right? That's, that's like, why, I'd rather play Russian fuck roulette. Who would do that? That was my reference to that. Sorry, go ahead. No, but, the, uh, uh, the, the, in the first movie, he broke into her house uh, and she's like, don't you ever do it again. And then he did it in this one again. Oh, he also hacked her computer. It was very, um, it was very, um, well, they thought this was Marvel, this- um, shield, uh, guy, Fury, Fury, Nick Fury in your house kind uh-huh. of thing, already sitting there. And remember, this is at a point where they thought this was going to be Daniel Craig's last one. It was the well, the last couple, <laughs> right? Well, he, it was his, it was the anniversary film, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, you know, they thought it was going to be his last one, so they're kind of trying to wrap stuff up. So he ends up going back and he has to be evaluated by the new underground lair. And he, that's when he digs out all the oh. shrapnel from his shoulder. And he says, for her eyes only, which is a reference, I believe, to one of to the older movies. Movie. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And oh, then. But uh, also, too, they uh, they kind of also made a point, too, to mention that when he shows up in her her house or whatnot, um, she basically tells him that he can't stay there. But they also got rid of all. They sold his, his apartment oh, every, or something yes. like that. And they put the rest of his shit in storage because he was. Dead. Yeah. She's like, and no next of kin. Yeah. And no, yeah, no family whatsoever. And she's like, you really should have called kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that little uh, thing that they've had in the other movies too. Like that little, I, I don't know what you Animosity. Call it. It's like respect yeah. and animosity. Yeah. Like playful, but yet a little jab here and there kind of thing. So, uh, kind of adds to it. So he gets approved. He gets, she cheats and lets him get back in the field because he's not up to snuff after all his injuries. He fails all his, he fails the psychiatric exam. He fails, he fails the uh, aiming, which he knows he fails the aiming. Yeah, the aiming. So like he, they both want to believe he can move on. Like, I think he, he knows he failed that shit. But, but I think she, on knows, she needs him in the field because yeah. she can trust him. 
And then that's when we get introduced well, to our first. Y- yeah, that stuff doesn't isn't what makes him the agent. Like right. there's like he's the agent at the heart, basically. In the, in a sense, all that rest of the stuff is for other people that aren't that don't have it. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't get to that level without it. And eventually, he'll get back to it, anyways. Right. A lot of that shit he can you can earn, but or build up. So he goes to. Uh, now he's starting to track down the guy from the f- beginning of the film that had the hard drive because they released five people mm-hmm. and those people are all going to get, you know, get killed. I don't yeah. think I thought they, they show one they of them. They start pulling out of the field at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so he goes to the. Oh, then, no. Three of the agents were killed. A couple were killed. Yes. OK. Three of the first five were killed for sure. So now he's going to have to go to Shanghai and uh, that's where he meets Q. Our first time we're seeing Q in the film series with Daniel Craig. Which we find out is the quartermaster, which I, I never knew that that's what it was in reference to, which I thought was kind of okay. cool. They play up the young and the old thing between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I like the line where Q goes, what, were you expecting a expo- expo- expecting an exploding, exploding pen? Exploding pen, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was Goldeneye. That was Goldeneye. Well, actually. Q tells him I can get more done in a year than you can get. And then I like the- I the mean, get- I get more done in one night than you can get done in a year. I can imagine that that little uh, radio is probably- uh, homage also to I don't know what film, but I'm sure that little radio looked like an old school like 1960s. Well, the watch thing being everything different. He well, this one didn't have a watch. This one didn't oh, have a watch. Has a watch. Yeah. Right, no, that, was, that was later. This what one he had the gun. Time. That's what happens. You watch three movies in one week. Well, this is the one that had the gun that was coded to him. Oh, and then yeah. the he little radio the guy with the, yep. the transponder, yeah, which he leaves in the little pit too. But right, like, he not like. They never show him picking it up. I thought it would play a part again later, like yeah. in de- like Judge Dredd or something, dude. But, but those uh, fucking. Komodo, Komodo dragons are, are vicious. CGI, those are CGI. I'm sure, but <laughs> dude, that I mean. So I put. I don't remember what point where uh, uh, I put. Leave it to an old woman to click a link. <laughs> when she clicks on the. <laughs> she one. would. Yeah. Nowadays, you. If I worked for Best Buy and I worked for Geek Squad, I would tell that elderly lady not to <laughs> click on those links because those people are going to steal money. Uh huh. So then he's in Shanghai and he's tracking down Patrice and uh, that's the bad guy that uh, was in the beginning on the train. He's, uh, th- I thought the elevator stunt was kind of cool. Like that whole building was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, he's shooting somebody across the way. That artwork, so the, he's basically like a murder for hire and he's, you know, cuts yeah. a hole in the glass mm-hmm. and he's shooting across the way. Cool. I attack. would think if the guy's in front of a painting and he gets shot in the back splatter. of the head, right. I, for a second there, I was thinking like this was some really wicked underground like uh, art thing, you know, like y- you bring somebody in. To view a painting, and then the blood splatter on the painting is what they actually are trying to sell. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that'd be cool. That'd be <laughs> that's dark. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, that'd that's be actually. Very dark. That sounds like that's going to be like a milk sh- gunpowder milkshake movie right? or something, right? Like, but then, but then he shoots. He shoots the dude, Wick. and like, there's no blood splatter. Yeah, like nothing. Like it's the cleanest shot ever. You know. And that's where he sees uh, Severin. I, yeah, Severin is the the that Bond girl, and then uh, he f- basically gets the payment. Or, uh, in the suitcase, there's a chip that says Macau, like to go to Macau. And I remember that, like, I, I remember that sequence of seeing that place. Cause I remember going, oh, that's like, looks really beautiful. He goes to this casino. That's where he walks over this bridge where there's Komodo dragons, goes back. Yeah, but so the Komodo dragon drags the one guy. They just had this shit there. I don't know, like, because there's, it gets into a scene where they fighting people and the guy falls down and the thing. Yeah, like, Komodo dragon comes out and drags this guy behind and. I don't know. I just seem very. I don't know. I guess it's a James Bond film, right? Yeah. So go ahead. Well, exactly. It's a, it's a James Bond film. It's a casino owned by the villains, basically. Exactly. Right? It's a James so, Bond I mean, film. That's right? Because he hands in the chip. That's like they're all like, ooh, like, like, like I'm coming. Then they go out, of money. Basically, yeah. yeah, I'm coming to collect. 
what was owed, and yeah, they like, oh. they're like here, yeah, they came out there. Here's your money, you know. They, they knew right away who he was because of the chip. And then she, you know, or she comes down, was. and then he realizes, like, as he's having a meeting with Severin, he's like, "You're not being protected by them. You're being held yeah, hostage, you're being by, hostage them. by them." Yep. And he sees a little thing on her wrist, and he's like, "Goes, tell me who you're working for." Oh, he saw and the I tattoo can, right there in the Yeah, tell me who you're mm. working for. Who's this hacktivist? And yes. I can protect you. She was trapped. She's like, "Give me an hour. You know, I'll give you an hour. I take off." That was a who's that actress that plays that? Um, she has not been in anything else. Um, she's a. Um, she oh, let's not want her actress. She is a uh, French actress, and this is really the only thing that's uh, uh, her American debut, and that's about it. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, all right. I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought she actually acted very well when she was on the boat. Like every scene where she was like trying to play, like she, I'm not afraid, but I am afraid. Mm. Or when she was on the boat and like we're getting ready to leave, and like her look on the face, like oh, he's not here. Mm. I actually thought his entry after getting back to her on the boat when she's in the shower. There's your shower scene, Jay. Hey, fuck her. <laughs> she was in the I movie Revolt, by the way, which I've seen on Netflix. Revolt? Yeah. It's a sci-fi movie that came oh. out in 2017. Okay. Well, they don't even count on Wikipedia. It's not even there. Kill switch, too. <laughs> That's how bad that movie is. <laughs> but, uh, he, yeah, I thought him coming... Like, I thought that was one of the best entrance, like, sex scene entrances type things for the James Bond with her in the shower, and he just kind of shows up and joins her or whatnot. Yeah, at first I thought Sean, she was fantasizing. Sean's seen every James Bond film. He now rates them by sex scenes in different movies. <laughs> well, you can't. This um, no, he would put this in the top three sex scenes. That's how he does all his movies. They're the raciest because you had the girl and uh That's funny. Turkey I mean, if you were to do a James Bond ratings, I'd probably be like, you were like, best scene in a crowded area would go to this movie. <laughs> best sex scene would go to this movie. Like, you could really break that down. Yeah, I could. Best, yeah, that'd be Best funny. henchman goes to this guy, uh-huh. right? You could do that. I, so. And also something to bring up in Macau, this is the first time where he did the Bond, James Bond, where he introduced himself oh. and then ordered the drink. You didn't hear him order the drink, but he said shake and not stir. Or I think he doesn't even say it, but you see the guy's like he shakes it and then he pours it and he's like, oh, perfect. So it's like you're getting mm-hmm. to the points where they're comfortable basically doing all the goofier things. One thing to note in the Komodo pit, I tried watching well, for because I read about this, knowing that the Komodos were uh, CGI in a sequin, uh, he decided, because now he, and I think in this movie, in, uh, or in uh, No Time to Die, he wears gloves at one point when he's in the, the lair with uh, Lucifer. He is wearing gloves. Because so I said, I said, he, he had to say, you're right. He wanted to wear gloves in this, and he wore gloves in the sequence in the, in the casino, because he bought somebody, as the actor himself went, oh, James Bond will wear these gloves, and he was wearing them, and they realized as they were filming, they're like, Wait, he can't fucking use the gun. That's the whole point of the scene when the guy picks up the gun and can't shoot him. I saw that with because he when he grabbed his daughter in the boat from the um, mm-hmm. No Time to Die and he put her on the thing. He had gloves on the whole time. Yeah, it's so weird. He, yeah, I don't know if it's because he injured his hands in real life or whatnot. So why can't he escape the island and just wear gloves the rest of the time with his wife and daughter? Well, he, he kisses them, sneezes on them. Hey, I don't know. Little kiss. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I guess there's anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not this movie. But he in this movie he was wearing gloves and. They said it's cheaper for them to CGI his hands. Then actually, then to refill. No, then to refill. They filmed it all, and then when they got to that part where they're like, "Oh, if the bad guy picks up the gun, and the bad guy can't use it, then James Bond wouldn't be able to use it." But that's good. They caught that, right? They caught it, right? So clearly, this isn't the same studio that did uh, Superman's mustache. (laughs) Exactly. But I guess it looks like. But they, I guess it looks like he's got giant <laughs> meat hands, and I does it. I didn't. I tried watching oh. for it. I didn't really notice it. They did a couple shots that they actually refilmed that were cheaper. But for some of the other ones, they're like, no, they just see. They I'm said it was cheaper to CGI. I know. 
We need to watch the whole thing because we need to figure out if he right. took a dive. Um, this is a point, too, where this is kind of almost the golden eye uh, or the gold finger of the Daniel Craig ones, where it's kind of the, the culmination of everything coming together. Well, people say the best villain, which we haven't even yeah. talked about yet. Right, because you've got also night. the great theme song. They got a lot of, you know, there's a cross-marketing. Remember, he had a bunch of Heineken commercials There's and an introduction stuff. to Money Penny Q. You got them all bringing them on. The Olympics. Here. He was at the Olympics with Queen Elizabeth yeah. and did a whole thing leading up to this movie coming out. And then there's like all these sons. I don't know if we mentioned that they won an, uh, they won a, uh, um, uh, what do they call those? Guinness Book of World Records for the first movie oh. for the car tumble. Did we talk oh, about that? I didn't that? know that. Yeah. No, we did not. Talk when about he's, I think you mentioned okay, that. did okay. For, then, then there's some in the next movie, Inspector. I'll get to those when we get to that one. But, um, and then I like the, when he's leaving Macau too. He's like gives the money to Money Penny. He's not about the money. I think yep. that was a very good thing. Put, put it all in red. He's never about the money. No, nope. he, he won all that money. The CIA said keep the fucking money from uh, Casino Royale. That's right. He didn't. He's never about the money. Well, um, he didn't keep it because the other the girl basically took it off. Well, she Vespa took it. Oh Vespa, yeah, Mr. White. Vespa. Mr. White took it. Well, he gave after yeah, she, she gave it down. Yeah. She said, "We'll keep him alive if you give us all the money, right?" But, no, no. When she drowned in the water, remember oh. they lost the suitcase. Oh. Then you see Mr. White picking and up the money and walking later, away. So, uh, he they end up getting to this little small island, which is actually a real island off of uh, off of Japan too, I believe, which is. A lot of islands off Japan. You could be more specific. But it was an old. It was an old coal mining uh, I think, island. I think and Japan's a very large island, isn't it? No, no, it's one of their other islands. I believe oh, I'm trying to find it here. But the um, it was a, it was a, it was a working community, and everybody lived there. And then all of a sudden, they ran out of coal, closed everything down. Everybody just ditched. So it like looked great for uh, um, all the abandoned city that they were. Yeah, in. yeah, Hashima abandoned island off the coast of Nagasaki, Japan. So it looked creepy, and he—that's he, basically when uh, we get introduced to Javier Bardem's character. Now, remember we talked about Lashif had his bleeding eye. Mm-hmm. Green didn't have anything. Green wanted to—he was—he told the well, director. We don't know anything like, about Javier Bardem. Well, not yet. No, no. But no, I'm just saying. Like normally, well, these bad guys all have some we're kind of affectation. Him when he captures Bond in the one place, right? Well, I just—I want to get to. I want to. Yeah. Well, Green. I mean, Green we got to move wanted, along with this anyway. But yeah, Green didn't have anything because he asked the director, and they're like, "No, no," because they're—they're they're doing the. Episode well, we eight. We probably think he's the weakest person, the weakest. And he's also mastermind. this is this is the one they were trying they were trying to subvert things in Quantum of Solace. So this one, Javier Bardem said, "Hey, can I go design my own look and come in with my own look?" Walk back in with the blonde hair and everything. Yep, and nobody recognized him on set because he had the blonde hair. I think he got contacts too and stuff, and everybody's like, "What? Oh shit, that's you!" He even bleached his like eyebrows. Yeah. So he shows up. We see James Bond's tied to a chair. And then we have this very like uh, homoerotic exchange. It's, it's so. It's, it's, I, I think it's, it's meant to be. It's to let James Bond know that the other guy has control, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a contr- it's all a control scene. I think. I think male, female, male, male, whatever it is. When somebody's doing that to you, you know you don't have control of that situation. But then James Bond but makes he, the reference of like, who said I haven't done this before? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, totally, he totally flips it. But he unbuttons. He looks at the. He talks about the scar on his chest mm-hmm. and he's yeah. it up a little and he's more. He's like, oh, you don't know. Well, what. and his hands just resting on his. Chest the whole time. Stuff. He's, yeah, like, he's not. Like, he goes, there's nothing in the books for this, and but he thinks that. But Daniel Craig, even the character Daniel Craig, the actor, didn't look like you know there was nothing. Like nope. it was cool. He's like, let's let's, let's play this out. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. I, I liked yeah. it. He's like, but he's I like the story. Do you feel how hard I worked out for this shit, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> you know, dude, you need to check these pecs Wait, out, bro. Yeah. I was like, bro. Check both the pecs, dude. I haven't right? taken my shirt. I haven't taken my shirt off yet. Okay. This movie, please take my shirt off. That's right. That's right. I like the rat story. 
I remember that. I, I forgot about the rat story, but oh. I remember liking that rat Javier story. Javier Pardere tells the rat story, mm-hmm. right? About how uh, in Javier his Pardere? village. Javier Pardere? What the fuck yeah. did I it was, a, it was a village on an island. The island that he lived on had a rat problem, so they would build a giant rat trap, and then he would put a coconut above, mm. and they would all try to get it fall in, and then they were trapped in there long enough, and he goes, you wouldn't kill them, you wouldn't seal the barrel. You would let them eat each other until there were only two left. Then you would take them out, and then they were now rat-eating Rats, like they would be, they would yeah. solve the rat problem because they were necessarily equating himself and because we didn't know his connection to M or anything else. He was a double O, right? And mm-hmm. you let him out. Oh, so we find out that I always was, thought. I always think I thought they were kind of hinting, and I don't know what your guys' opinion is. Is he also potentially M's son? No, but I think mm. so. I think he was the closest double O before Daniel Craig's character came along. I think there was a mom and son vibe there okay. because I think he was really hurt well, when she he saw so it's like she the, gave him up to the Chinese government to release those other people. And it's meant to manifest like the beginning, take the well, shot. Like yeah, it's, the, it's the date. It's the put Daniel. The same, it's the, and I think from her standpoint. Put him on the same level. From her standpoint, I don't think she would not give up on somebody like she did before. Right. So I think he was Daniel well, Craig before Daniel Craig was. And like she said, too, though, like he he was like kind of. A loose cannon, in a sense, like Bond in, in the ways, too. Then. He was Daniel Craig's character before Daniel Craig was. Right? Yeah. And she and, gave him up to the yeah, government. Yeah, and he did some things that ended up being bad, and it was going to cause a bigger issue, so she took the... If you gave... Let's say these four movies in at this point. Four movies in before the last one. Well, this is three. And they, but one more movie happens. We're talking about M still being alive, oh, right? Oh, okay. And she gives up Daniel Craig's character to another government to release other people. He's probably going to come back around and be just like Javier. Yeah. Javier's character, right? So that's that's what I got from well, that. See, anyway. but that's part of the problem too, though. Is like his his character. I, I just feel like he like if he did something wrong, like he would know that he did something wrong, and he knew but that she, she had no other choice. No, but here's the thing. So you know who she reminds me of? Um, from Suicide Squad. Uh, no matter what it takes. Amanda she gets, Waller. Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. She's a British version of Amanda Waller. Whatever it takes to get the job done. And also, Javier yeah, Bardem is a similar vein of what ends up being Lucifer too. Is mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert for that one, but I mean, like, it's the idea of like, hey, I'm, I'm, I can do this. Well, oh, we're doing the same thing here. Country it's, first is what it's all. Ma- it's all matters of you know where well, is the your three line? things. The third thing's like country first or some shit. But like he's yeah. basically doing. He goes, we whatever. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to take out, I can take out with a computer. Because this one's kind of lauding the technology aspect of how you can ha- be a hacktivist. You can destroy economies. You can destroy. Well, he told me he walks to the things on the computers. Goes, what do you want? What do you want to do? Yeah, he goes, I can do, I can make this thing happen. I can make this with mm-hmm. just a click of a mouse, you know. And um, just for the record, too, the sex at 60 for this one, that was at a halfway point in the movie, is the se- the seduction sequence, if you want to call it that. So 60 minutes is there always a it's sex always sex. There's, it's called sex at 60. It's always a kiss, uh, sex scene, some big romantic. See, my motto is sex in 60. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's really a motto, more it's, or less. And that, uh, not minutes, it's seconds. Right. <laughs> um, so they have the, the no, so your movie. So your really movie's gone in sixty seconds. That's his it's, movie. It's not really a motto as much as it's a force thing, right? It's, yeah. It's not a- um, so he ends up taking him out, and you know he's Where's telling he goes? goes, "Oh, you've lost the you 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 pet." His whole reason he goes, "I'm lied to you." All he has that he lied to him about was him passing the test. Passing the test, yeah. Which I'm like, oh, that's not even really that much. drastic. Not much. And they get out into the courtyard, and then that's where you see Severin's now tied to the statue. And he puts a shot glass on him, and he's like, I'll give you the first shot. And, you know, Bond isn't sure if he's going to make the shot, and he actually ends up shooting wide. Is he, though? I see. I, 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 I don't know. Like, when he's holding the gun, he's kind of, like, holding it too long, thinking about oh, it, looking. Earlier. Now, granted, too, it's like he's got a, a musket. 
pistol, uh, like one of those hand yeah. muskets. So like, okay, I can understand that you're given a weapon that you've never fired before. Pro, pro, I'm assuming he never fired before, but maybe, maybe. Well, not. yeah, Who you knows? don't know. Yeah, they can not be aligned and, and stuff. And yeah, there's all, there's all kinds of, like the craftsmanship of the, of the firearm. There's a lot of things to take into consideration on that too, right? And he's he also probably isn't 100 percent sure where this guy is going with it because. I started. I was thinking that at first, like, eh, is he playing with them? What's going on? Like, and then you so see. So you think that, he missed it completely well, on purpose, or overcompensated? Like, I'm aiming for the glass, but I'm overcompensating. Those, those weren't very accurate, accurate. No, they're not for the most part. Because I mean, depending on which types they are, if they're not rifled barrels and whatnot, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, I don't. I'm not all up on the muskets and whatnot, but. Um, but but then the scene, the 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 action sequence to follow that though, like leads me to believe that like. He's not that bad of a shot, you know, right? Kind of thing, but it, it is hard to tell though because he, yeah, like, did, does he pull it? Maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he he ends up taking out the bodyguards like nothing, right? Like, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, he goes very quick, like so, yeah, like all that cool was move, so. pretty damn steady because they showed his hand kind of shaking a little bit when he had the musket, right? right. So, like, it kind of leads me to believe like maybe he's playing with his his information that the guy, the bad guy had, you know, like he's like, Oh, all your tests. Well, Cause fake. he does the little line of after the whisk, he goes, Oh, he goes, Silva is the bad guy. He ends up killing her. Or as soon as he misses, he goes up oh, terrible shot. And then that's, so he, I didn't think she was going to die there. I thought she was going to continue on. So I jumped back in on the right spot. Yeah. I thought she was going to be through the whole movie. And then she, they started oh, jumping yeah. over on the rock. I'm like, Oh, guess she's done. <laughs> And I, and I forgot that. And that's was, a pretty typical oh. thing to kill off the girl halfway through, too. We said that. You said this already. Mm-hmm. You said this already. Yeah. Okay. Especially after she slept with Bond. Yeah. But then his, then his shooting gets really good right after that, doesn't it? Well, that's right. what Jay was saying. We're not yeah. sure how much of it was the weapon or a choice or an affectation or a way to see, like, where is this going to go? And okay. he couldn't step in to save her. But then that's why he said the line, like, oh, it's just a... Yeah, I'm more upset about the waste of the whiskey, but... But we find out It's to show how cold he is, too, or can be, I think, but too. But then we find out that this is all part of... Javier's whole plan throughout. The, what is his name of this fucking Silva? Movie? Silva's Raul whole Silva. plan to get caught, right? Which happens in a lot of movies. The villain, really yeah, gets yeah. You got your Loki getting inside, caught. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. So, but he gets caught, so he goes back, right? Well, then we also I I, we right actually yeah, no, we did, no, we did no, we did, and I also okay. forgot. I actually forgot we we should have mentioned the introduction of Mallory, which is Ray Fine's character. He's in there to basically force M out of retirement after this botched mission where all the a- agents' names were leaked. So they're kind of setting up like she's like, no, I've got to finish. I got to see this through to the end, you know, for her, her sake. But um, then they, he, he does the little radio call on the little device, which I don't know why nobody would have not picked that up on him. But he calls and because it ends up being just him and um, Raul Silva. And he's like, what are you going to do? You're just going to take me in by yourself. And he's like, no, I got help. And then all of a sudden all these choppers show up. So, yes, now he's trapped at MI6 in the underground layer, their new underground layer. And uh, there's a whole thing in motion. Like, he's just waiting for stuff to happen, certain things to happen. Because in the background, too, uh, M is being questioned by the uh, prime minister. Yes. Right? Yep. Oh, they're having a court case. Yep. To discuss, like, the whole, like, I don't know, the the breach in security and how, like, things have just kind of been going downhill a little bit. And then Q's accessing Silva's laptop, which I'm like, come on, dude. Like, that just seems like. I've seen oh. enough movies. I don't know if this is the first one that did that. But she's that high ranked. Like 
So Bond already broke into her shit before. No, no, no. I'm saying Q no. had the laptop from Silva, so, yeah. and he plugged in the cables, and he was trying to hack and to figure out what was going on. But, I just but then that like, reverse hacked everything. But I just feel like if you're going to look into somebody's thing, you wouldn't have it on the network. That, no. Oh, you're the rest of your shit. No, if, I'm, if, I take a, if I take a computer from a client, if I was an IT specialist instead of a janitor, <laughs> and I would take it to my office to clean it from a virus, I wouldn't plug it in. Right, because yeah. it would connect and, to everything else, right? And yeah. it wouldn't even. And to be honest, it wouldn't even attack my other computers. It would just make it worse because it has access to the internet, you right. know. But yeah, it, it's a goofy, it's a goofy thing. You like how, yeah, how think, many years ago was this? Is uh, nine years ago? Okay, so it should have understood a little more yeah. than it did. Yeah, okay, but, and, right. and also too, like they're putting him up to be this like this crazy computer whiz, right? Yes, like, that's the whole been the whole thing the whole time. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, he's his mastermind. Unless you know, you're playing up because Q against this is his introduction, so if he's saying I'm cocky, I can do more things in one day than you can do in a whole week. Yeah. Maybe it's his comeuppance too because he thinks he's smarter than. And they kind of need each other, right? Right. So then that's probably what more of that is is about building up. Uh, and for the record, Q does anybody too. say comeuppance anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so any anyway, uh, Silva ends up escaping because he's made this thing where it's going to turn off everything. He goes through the underground. That's a huge set they built where they have the train crash through. They actually built that set. Like, that's what I love about these films. Oh, wait, he goes, he's climbing up the thing. He goes, well, was that for me? He goes, no, this is for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he blew up a bomb that was like not close. Yeah. And he's like, what do you, you know, you missed, basically you missed me. And he's yeah. like, oh, that's not what I was aiming for. And. You wait, see that in movies before, wait, but too, that's right? also very complicated. Where somebody doesn't too. aim at the aim at the person, they aim at the the rock above them, and sooner or later the rock's gonna fall mm-hmm, and crush them, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. It's just the bad guy doing it to the good guy yeah, this time. Yeah. And the train was empty. I'm like, mm, that would have been probably a lot of people on there that would have been dead. Yeah, but would, yeah, a lot of lot, lot of problems with that. Again, it was, record, it was I appreciate a cool, you not laughing at train this time. I mean, it was cool right. just to see a subway. You mean the crash way it through, through the wall? The subway. Um, you know, just having that, like, it's a cool set. It looked neat seeing it real. Like, it's it, to me, the value of real versus CGI, these films constantly prove. Well, we talk about how Jurassic Park 1 and 2 still holds up to this mm-hmm. day because of puppets. Well, one, yeah, 1, 2 is not one does, great, yeah. but one, 1 holds up because it it's mostly puppets, it, very little CGI. They actually cloned dinosaurs. Yes, they, they actually cloned Spielberg. Actually, there's actually real dinosaurs out there. That's what they did. <laughs> so uh, they basically lead all the way. Uh, Silva's trying to get to... Uh, um, M in the, the courtroom and that's where the uh, he takes like a cop costume and he's walking around the subway mm-hmm. system and he's trying to trail him and he ends up having a big shootout and we see Mallory's now like oh he's actually a, good with weapons and stuff well and, he was a field agent right, right? he that's was, right? he, that's, was. That's, he doesn't he doesn't know his history but now he's got like a mutual respect for each other because they kind of are butting heads and then Money Penny's doing her thing and then, uh, how does he get away? What does he do? Does he, oh, does that's when Bond takes uh, M's car and kidnaps her yep. leader? He's like, we. He goes, we've been playing behind the eight ball the whole time. Let's get ahead. I'm, let's go someplace safe. That's where he goes to his home, and that's where he goes to his old family home, which has been sold, and then's in the process of being sold. Now that old character that Albert Finney plays, and this is where we get the. Um, like, there's a lot of good little one-liners I didn't write in any town, but, like, we're getting the Aston Martin, the theme songs. We're really hitting the core, like... James Bond, like, they're the, going towards they're that They're direction. getting, like, we're almost full mm. uh, back to back to the early early, uh, early films. Um, So, Sean Connery, they talked about for a minute to play that Kincaid character, which was Albert Finney, the groundskeeper. The guy with the big beard mm-hmm. and everything inside the castle. Because that's why they made it be in Scotland, because in the... When Sean Connery got the role originally, they're like... He's not British. He's Scottish. Right. So in one of the like 
third or fourth books, Ian Fleming went, oh, well, he's part Scottish history, so they could justify Sean Connery being in there. And that's kind of what they did with this, was to go, okay, let's put him back to Skyfall, this family home where, uh, you know, it's in Scotland, and that that was a way It's called Skyfall, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's the name Mm -hmm. of the family home. And that was a way to kind of give an homage to Sean Connery. And they said if they would have actually convinced Sean Connery to be in it, they thought it would have been too much of a distraction. It was really just a very early discussion, and they kind of went, mm, it'll kind of The light would have been too bright for Daniel Craig. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, it would have been like, no, that's fucking James Bond. Right. You know, it would have been distracting. Um, I do like that he called her when he showed up, and he's like, M, and then the other guy ended up calling her Emma the whole time. He did call her Emma, that's right, he did call her Emma. Because he just heard time. it as Emma. I thought that was kind of a cute okay. thing. So then they do this whole montage sequence, which I really, I go, I put, montages are always inherently funny. I just, because you're just seeing a, Sequence of events where everybody's getting better or doing stuff. But they're basically setting up all these booby traps a la Home Alone. I remember always hearing that reference when this came out going, oh, it's Home Alone. You know, he's putting shotgun shells in the floorboards and, you know, basically turning the nights into or the lights into a a mortar or not mortars. Grenades, basically. What are the ones that claymores? Claymores, claymores, yeah. You know, and it it was pretty cool. Um, Next, next, um. Video game party. We need. I need to pull out 007. We need to play that poor player. I have four controllers and I have Nintendo 64 and I have 007. Just for the record, everything okay. Claymore's on the ceiling. Did you ever play 007? Oh yeah, that Nintendo was the first shooter game oh. that I ever played. We need to whip that out next time we play it. Oh, I have the stuff for it. <laughs> I, I laughed at that one with you, yeah. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I say whip it out. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the big ambush happens. Uh, Javier Bardem and all his team kind of show up and they're outside shooting the hell out of this place with a helicopter. People have inter- first. People are coming in and actually falling for all the traps and stuff. We find out there's this little underground little tunnel to get to this chapel that M and uh, Kincaid go through. And then uh, James Bond ends up. Does he take out anybody outside or he goes? He's hot. He's hiding in the Aston Martin the whole time. And that's where he's yep. using the guns for the first it time. Takes, yeah, it kind of takes out like half the first group. Yep. In there. So I thought then, that was a cool, cool way to do it. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Or there too, but yeah. When in the end though, he does. There's two guys left with uh, the guy, uh, the main bad guy. As they're walking out, they they get to that like was it a pond or something like that frozen over lake looked like. Well, I was gonna say first the house blows up. Oh yeah, because he uh, the whole shoot up because the helicopter comes in now too after they took mm-hmm. out most of the, the the first wave I guess whatever you wanna call it. How did he take out the helicopter? Uh, when the when the house blew up the. Uh, Parts of the house hit. The oh, that's right. And then then the helicopter flew into it, and then it exploded even more. So he's going, yeah. So so Bond is going through this underground tunnel already. Em and Kincaid are through. Javier Bardem standing outside this flaming house, thinking he won, and then he sees in the distance flashlights. Yeah, right. Like uh, so, then that's when he starts running across the ice, and well, then that's where he had the the other big. And fight. I don't understand why in all in any and all these movies, whenever they show this. Like the helicopters or even jets, they come in. They they show them getting so close to their targets. Like you got you got this helicopter, you don't need big ass fucking machine gun on the Mm -hmm. side of it, and you you want to hover right next to the window of the house. You know what I mean? There's no reason to like that. You take your entire advantage away, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. So we're gonna say about the ice. We're gonna say about the ice scene. Well, the ice scene is uh, he come. I guess the main guy kind of goes ahead, try to get uh, M because he told everybody else that he mm-hmm. wants M to himself, basically. So uh, Bond jumps up on the one dude, knocks yeah, him over. Yeah, his number two, wasn't it? His number two. What yeah. was his? Did he have um, any defining things? Henchman. Really. I don't remember his henchman at all. Actually, yeah, I don't think. No, they're all, all, maybe they're all no namers for the okay. most part. 
But then he gets into that like uh, fight with the one dude. And he ends up shooting through the ice, and they fall through. And he kind of like. And then he uses the. That's when he uses the flare to the find f- the hole at the top. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's like. Sh- I always think they're underwater way too long. Like I was. I don't ever sit there and try to hold my breath, but I'm like, I'll give them a couple more minutes because they're trained to do this stuff probably. But I don't know. Maybe because he's like fighting him. He chokes him. Isn't yeah, he it chokes Navy him. Seal five minutes. I'm gonna I mean, I've guys. seen the things they do for training. It's intense, but. Yeah, he, he ends up, ch- like, choking him, and then he's sinking, and then he's, like, starts from sort of the top. He can't see the hole in the ice. But I feel like then he swims back down, grabs a flare, and shoots it up. But I, f- but I feel like if you're a, a agent like that, you're not you're probably not training like that anymore, though. You That's know what true. I mean? Like, I thought there were a lot of beautiful shots in this film. I took well, they, a couple still shots. Maybe CO can do three minutes at a time. That's not a lot. So I know but, always, but, well, they got those. Uh, but that's supposed, they're supposed to be the. I know, I know, there, right? I know. But you have those uh, guys over uh, that one country where they do the oyster diving. Oh, they, yeah. They dive. They, they say, like, they can do, like, 10 to 14 minutes or some shit like that. Who? Those, uh, I, I forget what country it is. They, they, they take their little boats out there, and they dive in the water, yeah. and they go down deep. Um, to get, Probably I, all I think a lot of the Mediterranean or whatever, yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah, I forget where, where it's at, but they say, like, some of those guys can... Or people can, yeah. Um, people can. It's what people are capable crazy. of doing, what they're trained to do, and what they're capable well, of doing. Well, plus, too, you're, yeah, like the, they're doing that for like that's their lifestyle, right? So, mm-hmm. like, they do it all the but time. they're not fighting and true, you know. You always, exactly. That's the other thing I was taking into account. I'm like, they're not only fighting, but they're you know, hitting all these bubbles. But anyway, yep. it's a movie. But those are the you'll never get a job as a um, merman voiceover. <laughs> Uh, they end up all in the chap in the chapel, and then that's and the when, chap. You know, you're cool. You call it chap. Oh, so, oh Javier Bardem. We forgot to mention. Going back to the facial thing, <laughs> he revealed. <What? laughs> he revealed that he from the torturing for the Chinese. He camp. was when he was oh. turned in. He had a cyanide pill that it went bad and it burned up his insides yes. and his face and his teeth. So he has this Hi- whole like hydrogen cyanide or something. Something. He said. He had it's like thing a, that kind of holds his face together. Yeah, right? it's like a plastic. Oh yeah, piece. that was crazy. Like, so I'm assuming that actor doesn't actually look like that. That was he act, does not CGI. Look like that was all CGI. Yeah, that's that. But it was like well not done. Not too it was, bad. You ever seen No Country for Old Men? Um, Anton Chigar. Not really. No. And what? Anton Chigar was his character's name. I didn't. Oh, and, and No Country for and Old no Men. Yeah. So he's so. Some people say he played one of the best villains oh. ever in history, and it would be No Country he's for like, Old Men. Big. Pick a coin or pick a side for the coin. Like if you live or you die, it was, was like, no country for all men before this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's how. So I that's got exactly all this how I got this. Okay, right. that was yeah, that was, but that was crazy. Everybody though. does something. Like if, if you see somebody in a Bond film, you're like, okay, what was the last thing they did? You know, Hence Rami Malek. Daniel Craig. Later if he came. didn't get his Oscar for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, he wouldn't have been in Bond. Okay, right. um, you know, if he didn't win for Old oh, Country for old, No Country for Old Men, you know, it's it's everything's like, what did you do lately that brings you into this? Um, so the other in the church, and then that's where uh, he wants to kill M, uh, Raul Silva, and uh, he wants to die with her. He's too. like, that's when he realizes he's like, let's just end our misery together. Puts the gun like next to her head and his head. Almost seemed like a Joker <laughs> character, though. Very like a much Batman so. Joker. He was very much Joker. And then that's when what did how did he die? Stabbed in the back. Stabbed in the back. That's how he felt the whole. That's what I loved. I loved that being thematically and like the finale because he's just like ah and he turns around and you're like oh, okay he's, that's how he's going mm-hmm. and then she gets shot she was shot inside the room um, already she's yeah. already bleeding when that when that when the two soldiers oh came before into they the went room, underground yeah like she shot the one soldier and then the other one turned around and shot and then bond came in and ended up shooting the second shoulder soldier 
But yeah, she got oh, shot at that point. Because she was hiding behind the thing, and then that's when she dropped the yeah. weapon. But she was hiding that she was hit. Yeah. So she, again, gut shot. She's dying. Uh, Javier Bardem's character's dead. You know, uh, Kincaid's standing there watching, and then that's when he's holding her, basically making peace with her at the end, James Bond and M. And that's the only the second time in the Bond films that he cried. Do you know the other time he cried? Well, it was the movie. We just watched, watched it, yes. Yeah, it was uh, on, on, on Her Majesty's Secret when he, Service. When his wife got shot. Mm-hmm. lost his contact? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was a good send-off for the character. Even Diamond Felix died. Fuck him. <laughs> for for well, Judy Dench's character, I thought it was a good good mm-hmm. ending for it. Well, also, too, it was weird, though. When they go, when he went in, uh, the bad guy, I, keep, I never can remember his name, but when he went in the chapel to go after M, uh, the other guy came out, was Alfred or whatever his name was, the... A uh, Kincaid, Kincaid, the the other, the older guy. Mm-hmm. When he came out, he told him to stop. He like don't move, basically, right? Oh yeah, because he shot at the thing next to him. Like stay there, right? Like chill, like you know. But if you remember when he went in to, the, when they went in to kill M, in the the courtroom or whatever for the prime minister, he he just was shooting everybody, and he randomly shot some dude that was trying to stand up. Like the guy was You're just right. standing up, not trying to go after him. He just shot him as he was walking out. Like you know, like. Part because he's part of that group, I guess, or he's part of the system, right? Yeah. And this guy was just maybe just a random bystander. It's to kind of make him sense. sympathetic, I think, a little bit at the last yeah. second. Like, yeah, he like he had a mission, you know, and okay, this, this is, is the end game. This is the end. This is everything he's been fighting for all this time. Yeah, I think that's you know. what it was. So I was like, yeah, like like oh, okay, that kind of he had a per- he, had, he had a purpose. He had a mission. He had a point. You know, if if you weren't with the system, you know, you weren't necessarily against him. So he didn't really. He's care. an innocent standard. Don't, don't give him a reason to kill you. You know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Kind of what I've- I, I I think that's a good takeaway, and then uh, yeah, so she dies, and then we cut to the ending where we see now we re- learn that it's Money Penny is her name. Mm-hmm. She's the secretary, and we go into the office. They recreated the office that's in the original movies where mm-hmm. M now Mallory is it sits. the desk getting bigger or is he getting smaller? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that whole sequence looks exactly like the original. It's from uh, a newest movie, James Bond movies, like the original. Like so, basically. This was supposed to be at one point his last one, and it was meant to be like if these were Batman Begins, going into Dark Knight. This was meant to be like okay, this is the movie that ends, and then the next movie is Doctor No. Oh, okay. Right. You know, it's supposed to be kind of like this wrap around mm-hmm. reference, referential. You know, we all love a, a good wrap around, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, choo choo. And then the ending, <laughs> the ending shot is him with him walking down the barrel of the gun, which we have. Yeah. This is the first time we're finally seeing yes. it. And he's in a gray suit. Next one's blue, and then the last one's black, which I think I mentioned. But um, yeah, ultimately, this is considered this. I think I don't think uh, Spectre got more money at the box office, but I think this is the number. Spectre got more money because because it saved because of more this. money because Spectre was done in England. Oh, okay. So compared to what was cost, what it made, but Skyfall did let's really see, well let's too. See, let's see highest box Bond. office Bond. because. Uh, I know this one. This one went over a billion. This is the first one to make over a billion. Um, let's see, highest grossing Bond films. Oh, so no, Skyfall still number one, over a billion dollars. Thunderball, which was the one that followed really? Goldeneye that's, or that's Goldfinger, ha- that has to be. It's adjusted, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yep, with inflation. Because, yeah, a billion, that's a more recent thing that's happened. So Spectre, yeah, Spectre didn't do as well as Skyfall. But Skyfall, I mean, I think... It, you figure with population skyrocketing from this movie to that movie, it should have blew that one out the water. 
I don't know. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, even Casino Royale was, you know, six hundred seventy million. Quantum of Solace was six hundred twenty million, and then this one shot to one point one billion dollars, which is insane. Just insane money. Right. Because we, I thought, but movies, movie theaters are dead. I mean, well, I didn't think we'll movies see. were doing billion dollars. So Marvel movies, I didn't know James Bond was already doing this. Well, this is in the midst of the the. Remember, uh, I think twenty twelve is when Avengers came out. Oh, okay. So that's okay. So that's these billion dollar movies are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Fantas- Fantastic Four, Fa- Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. this and Marvel, right? And, and I think Jurassic World did okay. as well. Right. Okay. Like it's a newer phenomenon, but it's definitely happening because they can put it in. 3,000, 3,500, 4,000 theaters, and then everybody charges $10, $15. You know, movie ticket prices go up, too. So, like, there's a lot of things that are changing those are, in those. And those are worldwide, too, right? And worldwide, and also worldwide markets change it, too. So Not to mention there's more theaters now, so more people can <clears throat> yep. get out and see them. And yep. like you said, there's a lot more people now. Well, I think that makes Thunderball way more impressive. Yes, yeah. So... And that's where, like, repeat viewing and... Never seen Thunderball at all. Which one's that? What's that about? That's the fourth one. It's basically a remake of Goldfinger. Okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. probably it's one of the weaker ones. A lot of ball that but, makes uh, thunder. <laughs> any other last thoughts on this one? No, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to the next one. All right. Back to work. Back to work. Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, or I mean, rate and review this podcast wherever we may have found it, and feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.